Oh yeah, we're back on extra bases with Bristol and Booth. Jason Bristol, Jeremy's here. You know, Jeremy, before we got talking, I said, what did you think of the Carlos Beltran interview? And I got the impression you weren't very impressed. Why? Jason, that interview wasn't worth the time it took to film it, okay? It's not something that I'm gonna spend any energy on. Uh, Beltran ought to be embarrassed and ashamed of himself. It's all, he's all just trying to throw out um, and protect himself and reestablish himself in the, in the game. And I understand that, but the reality is Carlos, um, you cheated, dude, with the rest of the team, except for the guys who openly have been said they didn't cheat. The report said, the commissioner's report said that that uh, that the front office knew and didn't do anything about it, right? Jeff Luno himself said, oh, I scrolled past an email. Like, what are you doing? You're telling us old news. And by the way, lost in all of that while you're working for the Yankees was that when you got to Houston, you said, wow, you guys are really behind in this technology stuff that you're doing with the science because we were doing it in New York in 2014 and 15. Like you just told on your current employer, dude. Like the reality is nobody, it wasn't illegal at the time until it became illegal. So it's like, it's the old argument of, hey, you know, I should, probably shouldn't jaywalk. Is that legal? Oh yeah, no, it's not legal. Okay, well, what, you know, it's the same thing. And you turn around and decide to throw your teammates under the bus five years later to save yourself, move on, pass. You know what, while you're at it, think about the rest of the relationships you're burning in the league because now you're limiting yourself to the New York Yankees. How about that? You're just now going to be a Yankee. I didn't look at it like that. But, you know, some other people here thought that they were throwing the Astros under the bus, the players, his teammates. And I, 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 I don't know, maybe I, I just wasn't looking at it that way. I, I just took it as it was basically reaffirming everything that was in the report saying, listen, if, if we had gotten some direction from the front office to shut this down, we would have. But because... Although Jeff Luno, I think, denies um, that he knew about it at all, um, that that memo never got forwarded and thus they never were told to stop it. So that's what I took. It was more of an affirmation of what we got in the report from MLB. Yeah, but, you know, we got to take this back a little bit. A.J. Hinch did, excuse me, did his time. We do remember that Carlos Beltran and A.J. Hinch were teammates in Kansas City, right? We do remember that. So everybody who's played with Beltran understands, and I, I'm going to tell you, I have knowledge of that, um, that he was always trying to find a way to find an edge. Nothing wrong with trying to find an edge. What there is a problem with is breaking the rules of the game. There is a problem with doing electronic science dealing. In an effort to save himself, he threw everybody else under the bus, drove it over him once, backed it up, went sideways, put him in, 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 in glad bags and tossed him somewhere in a dumpster. That's what he was deciding to do. And it's weak and it's tired and it needs to move on. Listen, I, if you had a line that started at KHOU Studios and just ran that as far as it could go, right? for how many people would jump jump up and down with an opportunity to talk about how bad Jeff Luno and company were for the game, I'd be first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. I'd like be hologramming myself the entire way, just have other opportunities to do it, okay? But the reality is Beltran knew what he was doing. He's not a dumb guy. He understands what was going on. He's just trying to save himself, and it's a weak act to do it. I also thought it was interesting that he is upset that he was named in the report and his whole – reasoning for that is that they said they were going to grant me immunity. Well, Carlos, the definition of immunity is that obviously you will be spared any penalties for the most part. Um, 
but that doesn't mean they can't name you in the report. <laughs> like that does, that's not what immunity means. Bad look, bad actor. Um, I'm really disappointed, not surprised necessarily, but I'm disappointed in how he did it. And if I was anybody around the league, I'm watching him break even further protocol, trying to protect himself because now he's in another chance. Um, you know, and the same same conversation. I mean, it comes up because Cashman's trying to protect his job. After they haven't won a World Series in 22 years, is that right? The New York Yankees. So in 22 years, the one you're hanging, the year you're hanging on to is 2017. You are, and I know we've talked about hitting strikes hard. You are the New York Yankees. Act accordingly, right? When it comes to that, the Yankees aren't the Yankees anymore. Aaron Boone a year ago said, oh, I. I think the rest of the league's catching up to us. Bro, you're 0 for 22. Like, what do you mean? You're, there's 22 different world champions since you were a world champion the last time. Let's not talk. You try to catch up to them. How about that? How about you make some adjustments to catch up to them? Because whatever you're doing, as deep as you're going into these um, – these, these, these base stealing guys that are there that never stole a base professionally or uh, some of the, the throw strikes hard or hit strikes hard or throw balls sideways, whatever you're doing with the stuff that you're talking about in your player development, it's not working. And it's time to go do something else to try to win a World Series instead of bitching and complaining. Yet, let me say that again. Let me say, I really want to be clear. I, I, I misspoke, I'm sorry. It's time to try something else instead of bitching and complaining about the, the, the 2017 Houston Astros when you ain't won a World Series in 22 years. Let it go. Do be better, be better, be better, and go try to win some games and win, take the trophy home instead of letting Reggie Jackson come coach, come be a special assistant to the Houston Astros uh, president. How is that guy, the Yankee, Mr. October, the Yankee, he is the Yankee. How is that the Yankee in Houston? I don't know. Maybe because they're over 22. I don't think Goose Gossage is around either anymore. I don't think he's a, a fan either of what's going on over there. They're all gone. And it's sad because the Yankees will always be the Yankees. But again, you're over 22. By the way, definition of immunity, protection or exemption from something, especially an obligation or penalty. Definition of insanity. The New York Yankees blaming being 0 for 22 on the 2017 Astros. And I also think that the, the L.A. Dodgers might have something to say about that because I don't know if the Yankees could have gotten by that Dodgers team either. I'm going to go ahead and say no. I mean, I think the Dodgers have been a pretty good club for a long time. Look, and, and look, the Dodgers, I have connections with both teams, right? I mean, it's hard at this point to kind of – I have connections with all these places, but I say the truth and I speak my mind, and the Dodgers have had some real difficulty winning the winning World Series as well because they micromanage the playoffs and they play too many probabilities instead of just going out and playing baseball. Um, you can do that over 162 games. It's much tougher doing the postseason where every pitch matters. So, uh, you know, they have, they have some – Areas of opportunity to improve there, but they got one. They got one, right? And they have consistently the best farm system in baseball, um, or one of, you know. So I, I don't have a, a, an issue with what they do in L.A., but we like to see them finish it differently, sure. But they're not 0 for 22. They've been, in, they've, they've, they've been in the big circle with the flowers and the bouquets and the roses, and they've done all that, you know, with in, in, in Dallas. They actually, you know, so I, I, the Yankees got to move on, man. It's tired. Worry about your own house and win, win something one time. 
Chris Sale now may be a hero here in Houston after his interview on WEEI on Monday morning saying, here's the thing. If the Astros were the only team doing it, then yeah, give that title back, take it back. But I know for a fact they weren't. All these people pointing fingers, well, hey, take a check in the mirror real quick. Make sure you and your team weren't doing something. And that whole look in the mirror thing, that's the problem I had with A.J. Hinch during the 2019 run because basically A.J. Hinch is saying, you know, all you people accusing us of this and that, you know, um, if you've got a problem with my team, put your name on it. Well, guess what? You asked for it, you got it, and that was Mike Fires. I remember sitting with you when he said that we in New York, we're in New York. And I remember listening to that and I looked at you and you looked at me and I was like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> this is not going to go well. And sure enough, a couple months later, we have one of the, the, the best fo uh, photos of all screen grabs of all time. When it goes live, they get, they got busted and, and, and uh, suspended. And you're look, I got the grab and you're look like, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it was like, what are we doing? You know, I don't know. It's 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 hard to throw that stuff out there and and act like we're you know you're not living in a glass house when you do it. It's it's tough. The league was doing it across the board. No one ever said that. My only issue with the Astros was after they were it was came out not to do it. They did it anyway. It's not uh, not what you did up to that point. The minute it becomes illegal, you stop doing it. That's it. Whatever you did to that point doesn't matter. So, um, you know, when it comes to Luno and those guys in the front office, I, I, I believe that while we've talked about players coming up with it, I think those guys encouraged it. And I think Beltran's right about that because, look, they needed to win in 2017. If they don't win in 2017. Luno may not, may not have got 18, 19, and 20. You know, they, he needed to win. And so I think James Cook's been here, what, two years now? It's his third year? 2021 20, and 22. Luno, you know, the Astros, it was time to win. That core was old. I mean, you haven't seen them keep any free agents, right? They're all leaving, like we talked about before. Verlander came back, but he wasn't an original Astro. He came from somewhere else anyway. So um, a lot of that had to do with that front office and how they treated him. And, and, and so that was going to happen. But wait, you don't think that Jeff Luno would have been back if they had lost the 2017 World Series? Come on, Jeremy. I think the contract and the, and the return was getting tough. I think it was time for his model to show some results. The system has not been good for a while. They are finally, this is how, this is how what a good scouting and player development department can do. They are finally not living off Bobby Heck and his staff's drafts. They're finally done. Okay. All those guys have finally cycled through. Bobby Heck's first pick was Jason Castro in 2008, right? He's still playing 14 years later. He's still playing, but everybody else, this, it, they've all cycled through. You've got McCullers. Uh, you've got, well, he was a cr cross checker for Brantley in Milwaukee. Who else is on this team that was still there that Bobby Heck drafted? Now, right. There's only a couple of guys. They've all come through and they've all come from, from the, none of these guys are quote aircraft carriers. They've still been surviving on the Springers, even though he's not here anymore. And the Correa, he's not here anymore. Altuve, Bregman, those guys are, Aircraft carriers, there's not a whole lot. Of, well, Alvarez, that's a trade, right? So when it comes to to what these guys have actually done, you're now seeing what a system that has not been replenished properly. You're seeing that show up in the big leagues. Um, these guys, you know, need some help. And I think the the, the Crane, Jim Crane knew that. I think the, they knew that internally as a system and they needed to win. And obviously the jury is still out on Jeremy Pena, but at this point for a third round pick and – from a tools perspective, that appears to be a win. Jeremy Payne is going to play defense. That's what we know. 
You know, it's it's really hard to figure out what he's going to do offensively till year three. He's not at Jordan Alvarez. He'll come out this year, and if he hits two thirty, you know, five six home runs, and and, and you know, oh, he'll, he'll hit. I bet you he'll hit tw- 240, 245. Well, is that really any different than two? No, we're splitting hairs. I mean, you know, whatever. Two forty, two forty five, two fifty. You know, it, that's a good year for for a first year guy. My question is going to be: Is he going to make um, people forget? the defense of Carlos Correa because Correa was a six hitter here. And he was also a good performer in the postseason, but you're, you know, night in, night out, he was a six hitter. So I think the energy, I think the energy with, with Pena is really going to be defense the, uh, on the defense side of the ball. I love these courtesy of bet online, AG over unders. We did some the other night on sports extra over under when it comes to established veterans, Bryce Harper, total home runs in 2022 regular season, 36 and a half, over or under? I'm going to take the under. I'm going the over. We'll see. I got the under. All right. I'm going 37-38. Juan Soto, batting average in the regular season, over, under, 312. Over. Under. Okay. I'm going to say right around 3, 308, 309, 310. Splitting hairs, Jason. I'm going to say it's 320, but that's okay. Hey, splitting hairs can make you a lot of money. <laughs> Shohei Otani, batting average in the 2022 regular season, 265, over or under? Over. Over. Home runs, 37 and a half, over, over. or under? Over. Under. RBI, 97 and a half, over, under? Under. Under. Here's a good one. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., batting average, 305, over, under. Over. Over. Home runs, 42.5. Over. Over. I I love Vladimir Guerrero Jr., by the way. How about Carlos Correa, batting average in the regular season, 274, over, under. 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 RBI, 87 and a half. Over, under. 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 God, Javier Baez is on this list? Well, they could have everything. How about Marcus Simeon? Marcus Simeon. Home runs in 2022. Over, under, 29 and a half. Over. Texas? Are we, I mean, have we seen that ballpark before? A swing and a deep drive by Castellanos. <laughs> Total home runs in 2022, 31.5. Over, under. For who? Castellanos? Oh, yeah. uh, over. Trevor Story, over, under 29.5 homers. Over. Do a couple more. Garrett Cole. Total wins in the 2022 regular season, 15 over under. Under. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't trust the Yankees. Under. Wow. Shohei Otani, nine and a half. Over. Ooh, here's a good one. One of your favorites. Kevin Gosman, 11 and a half. Over. Max Scherzer, 12.5. Over. And one more. Hmm. 
What's a good one? Ooh, here's a good one. Cedric Mullins, total home runs, 27.5. Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Had a, had a real breakthrough season last last year. Yeah, he's a, he's a New Balance athlete now. I'm going to go over. <laughs> All right. Those were good over-unders. Yeah, that was pretty good. Cedric Mullins, good player. I think so. Good player. I think so. Hey, when you look at this Astros team, what is the number one question facing this club as we head into 2022? Always going to be pitching with these guys. I mean, there's there's so much injury um, in their rotation. And honestly, if you look at their position players, they've now had everybody there have some major injuries as well, right? With the exception of McCormick and Siri, um, you know, Tucker, He's had some bangs up, some nicks. Alvarez has missed some time. Guriel's missed some time. Altuve's missed some time. Regman's missed some time. Castro's missed some time. Brantley's missed some time. Like all these guys, you know, at this point in their career, have had some significant injuries, and they're all good performers when they're on the field. So keep people healthy and keeping them on the field is going to be a tough is 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 the task that the Astros medical staff has to do. What I what I would say um, when you're talking about uh, this rotation is, is, you know, again, without any injury at all, I've got these guys at about 800 to 820 innings. Okay. That's not, a, that's not enough. That's a lot of stress on the bullpen. If I'm going to, um, I had this number written down, but I'll do it again. 162 times nine is 1,458 innings. Right. So that means 620, 630 innings for a bullpen. You have 10 guys back there right now. That's 60 innings a guy. It's not going to happen. Some guys are going to have more, some guys are going to have less, some guys are going to break down. Um, in Presley's role, for example, he throws 60, that's about it. 60, 65, that's about it. If you've got, um, uh, you know, some of those other, like, uh, you know, Javier or some of the other guys are in the back of the bullpen, you know, they're still trying to figure themselves out in the big leagues. And the guy that needs to come out and throw innings is going to be on an innings limit, and that's, that's Lance McCullers. So he needs to come out, and it's going to be, you know, mid, mid-season before he's back, and he needs to come out throwing bullets, and he needs to pitch out of the bullpen. So um, their, their pitching is, is a question mark. Their health is an overall question mark. Um, but for this team, it can be catastrophic if both things go wrong. In the first month of the season, what do you want to see from, from a team like the Astros? Efficiency. I want to see these guys have good at-bats. I want to see these guys throw strikes. I want to see these guys, you know, have, a, um, uh, you know, have quick turnarounds, guys go into games, bullpen be fresh. I want to see this the overall team begin to click in an efficient way. If you start having the first, first 30, 45, even 50 games drag out, Right. Or guys air it out too much or whatever the case is to not put themselves in a position to be a midseason form while still executing what they're doing. You're running the risk of burning guys out early physically. And if you do that, you know, then stuff's going to break down. So, so many pitches, so many swings and so much, you know, so many doubles and extra base hits. There's only so many of that in any one season, um, you know, for a club. So these guys need to be efficient, need to work through it and and get themselves. We can handle the the longer days that are going to come. I think it's time for that time in the podcast when we go back to one of your old scouting reports. What do you think? Yeah, uh, of course. That means yes. Yeah. When you when you pause like that, I know that you're just saying, Jason, take it away. I know what you're doing because I, I, I know what you're thinking. Jason, take the wheel again. <laughs> so this one is from 2012. Yeah. He was the number 11 player on your list. Starter, three-starter in major league role, smooth, easy delivery, arm action, easy velocity, present strength to his frame with more to come in the future with natural maturity. 
Durability in body and delivery to believe in maintaining his velocity and stuff. Feel to use a slider for an out pitch, extend the zone to both sides of the plate. Deception in velocity and pitch recognition got better with command and secondary as the game went on, performing exceptionally well on a big stage, has some upside left. We are talking about a 6-2 right-hander out of Mississippi State, Christopher Stratton. Christopher Stratton, Jeremy, never really made it as a starter. However, he's been really good in the pen for the for the Pittsburgh Pirates. What do you make of that report now, looking back 10 years later? You know, Chris Stratton had some injury issues with his arm uh, at the time. And, and so, you know, you're projecting what the ceiling can be. Uh, I only really saw him once. And I say that because I saw him against Kevin Gosman, who I think the entire world and the metaverse and the solar system understands that I was way high on Kevin Gosman. And so I saw him match up against him. What my takeaway from it was that at the night I saw him and the way that he has played out, that the injuries and the durability probably put, probably put him in the bullpen. Um, but, you know, again, if you're looking at Gosman as a frontline starter that night, you know, Stratton went pitch for pitch for him with him for a while. And Gosman outlasted him and Gosman had the durability and Gosman had the little bit more of the um, um, I'm going to bury you type approach. Stratton was more of a silent assassin, went out and got his job done. Um, he was easy to like. But at the same time, uh, the report, I think, sounds pretty good. It's just the wrong role. Right. I mean, every, and every at this point, 10 years later, um, you know, a lot of these guys are back in the bullpen anyway. Right. Start, relievers are not successful starters. This is what I love about you, man. Like you used a word that is actually in that report to describe really? this kid's makeup. <laughs> it says good mound presence, low burn, methodical, assassin-like. That's what's written in the report. You just mentioned it 10 years later. I haven't even looked at that, man. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. He's a, um, yeah, he was. He just went out and, went and, did his, and did his job. I mean, he wasn't somebody. It was Raul Rod Gosman had a little bit of Kevin Brown in him and Roger Clemens, and was kind of talking from the mound and you know going and he was just going at it, you know. Um, and Mississippi State and LSU was a pretty good game. It was a pretty good night in the SEC. Um, you know, Stratton went out, did his work, cut through the LSU hitters, which at the time um, that was 2012. So I want to say Bregman was on that club, right? No, no, 13. He was a uh, first pick in 15, so he was there in 2013. Uh, you know what Austin Nola was there. Um, you know, Mikey Matuk was no, he was gone. I mean, it, it's pretty it was a good club. Yeah, it's, LSU's always been a pretty good team. Uh, but you know, Stratton went out, did his job, cut right through him. Um, you know, went to work, didn't let the crowd bother him, didn't let the, the other the players bother him and just, just handled his business. It was, it was actually pretty fun to watch. Chris Stratton won 10 games for the uh Giants a few years ago. He was 10 and 10 with an ERA over five, but again. He's really done a nice job out of the bullpen for the Pirates. 2019, 3.66 ERA. 2020, an ERA under four. And then last year, he had an ERA of 3.63 and, and seven wins against one loss with, with eight saves. So, I mean, those kind of numbers will get you get you paid in Major League yeah. Baseball these days. No, for sure. He's like, he's a good arm. He's good. He's good. Uh, He's a good bullpen asset. He's somebody that's going to pitch for a little while longer because he knows what he's doing. He's, the moment's not going to be too big for him. But um, at the time, that was what we saw. That was what I saw. That's what I thought. And it's interesting to hear that 10 years later, I was able to recall that. I had no idea I used that word. It's pretty good. How about the body comparison? Do you remember that? No, no idea. Chris Benson. 
Benny was bigger than that, but yeah, I mean, same, same frame. Yeah. By the way, that 2012 LSU team, Gosman, Mason Katz, Rafe Rhymes, Jacoby Jones, Austin Nola. Okay. Yeah. So you were right on it. It's a good college team. Jacoby Jones, probably the highest prospect. He was, he, it was, he was sometimes tough to watch play. He got to the big leagues, though, I think, with Detroit. He did. I think it was their first round pick, wasn't he? Somebody's second rounder, I want to say. So he was the Pirates' third round pick in 2013. So my bad. He was a third round pick. So not a first round pick. Is he still playing? Uh, He was with the Tigers last year, elected free agency, signed with the Royals. I don't know if he made their opening day roster, though. I got somebody there by the name of Bobby Witt Jr. who's going to be all right. I um, I'm bullish on him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bullish you know, on him. He's going to be okay. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for another Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. Covered a lot of ground. Of course, if you have comments, questions, concerns, you want something answered, let us know in the comments section below. And until then, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.